Thank you, Father. 1 Timothy chapter 2 says, I exhort therefore, first of all, supplication, prayer, intercession, and the giving of thanks be made for all men. Let's, don't, let's stop there. For how many men? That means all mankind. Everybody God created. Pray for them. Love your enemy. Pray for those despitefully use you and persecute you. That what? You may be a child of your Father who is in heaven. And we see, and the giving of thanks for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4, for why? Who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many men? All men. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I think that's what Justin was picking up on. That God wants us to intercede for these people so they can be saved. Amen? Amen. So it's just a little shift in that. And, and first of all, well, Father, we just pray right now for all those in authority. Every person that's in authority, Lord, we lift them up. We pray for all men. And Lord, we take authority over these uh, pestilence and diseases that's running rampant over the world. The whole earth is filled with your glory. And there's no place for disease and pestilence in this world. And we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask you to take that disease as far as the east is from the west. And Lord, we just pray right now for all men to come to the knowledge of the glory of God. We thank you, Lord, for a whole brand new mindset. We thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Honor means to value, to see weighty, precious, respect, reverence, submission to authority as an aspect of authority. God said, those who honor me, I will honor. Matthew chapter 8, you remember the Roman centurion came to Jesus, said, my servant is homesick. Uh, and Jesus said, well, he's got the palsy and, came, and, and Jesus, well, I'll come heal him. He said, no, you don't have to do that. He said, he didn't, said I, he didn't say I'm a man that has authority. He said, I'm a man under authority. And I say to one, go and he goes, another come and he comes, and they do what I tell them to. He said, all you have to do is just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled and said, I have not seen this great of faith. No, not in Israel. And his servant was healed. See, he said he knew authority because he was under authority. That's the key to having authority is being under authority. <clears throat> and all of us are under the authority of God. Romans 13, 1 and 2 says, Let every soul be subject to governed authorities, for there's no authority except from God. The authorities that are appointed by God, therefore whoever resists that authority, resists the ordinance of God. Now, first notice the command, every soul. Does that exclude any? Every soul. This means there's no exceptions. All who call on the name of the Lord. The New Testament speaks of civil, church, family, social, employers, bosses, teachers, coaches, all that's in a place of authority. Honor them. And this is why we pay taxes to whom taxes is due. Honor to whom honor is due. First Timothy, it talks in there about 
chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, let every servant, as many, let as many servants as are under the yoke, he's talking about slaves, to their own masters, count their masters worthy of all honor. How much honor? Slaves to give your masters all honor. That what? The name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. Okay, keep that. Ephesians 6, 2 and 3. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, that you may live long on the earth. Health comes from honor. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, which are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and esteem you, esteem them highly for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Have you noticed there's a godly reward that comes with obedience and honor? You know, the kingdom of God, we talked about this last week. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a democracy. The kingdom has order. It has delegated authority. There's rank. There's position. And we talked about the, the, the most biggest problem with the Western mindset. We are people trying to understand the kingdom principles with a demonic a demonic mindset. Did you catch it? There's only two minds, the old and the new. That might have been a mistake, and it might have been the Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's what James says. Earthly, central, demonic. <clears throat> okay. All authority comes from God. And, and you know, that's one thing I got out of this study. All the kings, God said to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this purpose. He said, Saul, it grieves me that I made you king, Saul. Every king, every, you name it, Cyrus, every ungodly king, he calls them his servant. He set them in. You know, and, and bad as Saul was, David had to run 14 years till Saul, Saul died before he could become king. God could have took Saul out the first year. He didn't. He let him stay there for 14 years. You got to, and once you start seeing, you know, I come to a conclusion, God's pretty well in charge of this whole thing. He's, he's made it all. Isaiah 45. I create light. I create darkness. I do all these things. I, the Lord, do all these things. And see, he's working all these things out towards his good. And he wants us to recognize and be at peace. But what is this whole purpose? This Pray for those so we might live a peace and godly life. The work of righteousness is peace. The effect of righteousness is quiet and assurance. And he said, and my people will dwell in a peaceable habitation and quiet resting places. That sounds like Canaan land, doesn't it? And he says, that's what I, I want you to have. Okay. Now, we're going to go on. Romans 12, 10. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring your brothers, preferring one another before yourself. I got news for you. Your old heart can't do that. Your old soul cannot do that. Impossible. The only one thing that you can do there is when you let the love of God be shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. God is love. And we love him and everyone else because he first loved us. And we have the ability to do this.
because we have a new heart. And we're living by the love of another. The Passion says in Romans 12, 10, uh, says, uh, let me, Romans, give me that rod. Passion, Romans 12, verse 10. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourself in respect and honor one for another. Let's go to the next verse. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with the excitement as you serve him. How do you like that? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they might be saved. Passion, Philippians. Let me, let me, I want to read it. I got it opened up here. Uh, Rod, Passion, chapter, Philippians chapter 2. Look at how much encouragement you found in your relationship with the anointed one. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and have felt his tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, my friend, that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, and united in one love. Walk together as one harmonious purpose, and you will be f fill my heart with unbounding joy. Be free from petty-filled opinions, for they will only harm your cherished unity. Do not allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic, authentic humility, put others first. View, other, view others as more important than yourself. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interest. And consider the example of Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let this mindset be your motivation. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as a supreme prize. Instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human. He humbled himself, became vulnerable, choosing to be reviled as a man and was obedient. He was a perfect example even in his death, a criminal's death of crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God exalted him, multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone one day will submit to his name. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in a language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to God his Father. Let this mind be in you. Well, I've got news for you. You have the mind of Christ. That's what we have. See, all these things are not impossible with us now because of who we are. You think about it in the book of Acts. Acts 2.38. He says, repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Ghost. And as many as received him and were baptized, it says there was not any of them that lacked. 
For all that had houses and land sold it and gave to every person as he had need. I believe something happened when they got saved. I believe they had a soul exchange. Mind, will, and emotion was not the same as before. You show me an un unconverted Jew that's going to give anybody his land. He'd sell his house and give it to you. Ain't going to happen. Or Gentile. It doesn't matter what, what it is. It's not in that old heart to do that. That's why he gives us a new heart and a new mind, new spirit, new will. So we cannot live for ourselves, but for others. That's what Paul said. Even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. They like that. You know, Paul said, I wish that I was accursed for my kinfolk, my, the, the Jewish people. I wish I was cursed so they could know Jesus. He wasn't just talking words. He's saying, I'm willing to let my life be accursed apart from Christ if my fellow brothers could, under, could receive him as their Lord. That's pretty powerful. You know, he told about Timothy. He says, I have no one like-minded but Timothy who naturally cares for your estate, for all seeks their own things, not the things that belong to Jesus. See, the, the thing is, that old mind and that new mind, there's a battle going on at times. Sometimes you get so caught up in what you want and selfishness that you, you don't have the mind working in you. You've got to purposely let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. I mean, let it. It's there. Let it rule. Let it have dominion. And purposely allow yourself to not look just for your own things, but the things of others. See, that's what it really means. You know, that you may be like your father. For he causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust alike. He's, he didn't show favors. He just lets it all go. First John 3.16 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Did you know? It just hit me how much love Jesus had for us. That he laid his life down so we could live. And what John is saying, if Jesus did that for us, we should do it for one another. We should be willing to lay our, down, our lives down for each other. Because that's what Jesus did. I think it says, as he is, so are we. Doesn't it say that we should walk as he walked? Hmm. Are we the body of Christ? We should have the same care one for another. See, that's, that's a whole other realm. First Peter 2, 23 and 24 says of Jesus, who in his own self bare our sins on his body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Jesus esteemed himself before us. I mean, Jesus esteemed us before himself. 
And see, that's why Romans 5, 5, you say, oh, I could never do that. Yes, we can. But the only way we can do it is Romans 5, 5, to allow the love of God to be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. You can't do anything without the Holy Ghost. Give me an amen, Mike. We are living by the mind and love of another. Because as he is, so are we in this present world. Romans 9, 1 through 3 in the Passion. Let me have that rod. I say the truth in Christ. Oh, okay, wait a minute. There you are. Oh, Israel, my Jewish family, I feel such great sorrow and heartache for you that never leaves me. God knows these deep feelings within me as I long for you to come to the faith in the anointed one. My conscience will not let me speak anything but the truth. For my grief is so intense that I wish that I would be accursed, cut off from the Messiah, if it would mean that you, my people, would come to faith in him. You are Israelites, my fellow citizens, God's chosen people. To you belong God's glorious presence, the covenant, the Torah, the temple with its required sacrifices and promises. That's, that's pretty stout. First Peter two sixteen and 17. As free, not using your liberty as a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. Honor all men. Honor who? All men. See, that's the thing. First of all, prayer, intercession, giving, and thanks be made for all men. First. All of creation. How many of you know all creation is groaning and travailing in pain, waiting for a manifestation of the sons of God? I think this is the kinds of sons of God that are waiting to manifest. What did Jesus say in John 17? And the love you've given me, I have given him, that they may be one as we are one, that the world may know that you sent me. The world's looking to the church to see what this is all about. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Kind of sounds like love your neighbor as yourself. Doesn't it sound kind of like that? The golden rule? Those who have the gold rule? No. No. As you would, that men should do to you, so you do to them first. I'll read one other verse. I think it's over here. Luke 10, I'm going to read it in the Passion. Luke 10, verse 25. Just then a religious scholar stood before Jesus in order to test his doctrine. He posted this question. Teacher, what requirements must I fulfill if I want to live forever in heaven? Jesus replied, what did Moses teach us? What do you read in the law? The religious scholar answered, it states, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your passion, all your energy, and every thought, and you must love your neighbor as well as yourselves. You love yourselves. Jesus said, that's correct. Correct. Now go and do exactly that, and you will live. Wanted to justify himself, he questioned Jesus further, saying, what do you mean by my neighbor? Jesus replied, listen, 
I tell you, there was once a Jewish man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. When bandits robbed him along the way, they beat him severely, stripped him naked, and left him half dead. Soon a Jewish priest walking down the same road came upon the wounded man. Seeing him from a distance, the priest crossed to the other side of the road and walked right past him, not turning to help him one bit. Later, a religious man, a Levite, came walking down the same road, likewise crossed to the other side to pass by the wounded man without stopping to help. Finally, another man, a Samaritan, came up on the bleeding man, was moved with tender compassion for him. He stooped down and gave him first aid, pouring in olive oil on his wounds and disinfecting them with wine. Bandaged them up, stopped the bleeding. Lifting him up, he placed him on his own donkey and brought him to an inn. Then he took him from the donkey and carried him to a room for the night. The next morning, he took out his money from his wallet and gave it to the innkeeper with these words. Take care of him until I come back from my journey. If it costs me more than this, I will pay you when I return. So now tell me, which of the three who saw the wounded man proved to be a neighbor? The religious scholar responded, the one who demonstrated kindness and mercy. Jesus said, you must go and do the same thing. So we need to let this mind not just occasionally come in. We need to let this mind be in us at all times. Proverbs twenty two twenty four in the Passion says, Laying your life down in tender surrender before the Lord will bring life, prosperity, honor as your reward. Remember 2 John verse 8 says, Look to yourselves that we don't lose the full reward. See, and I think last week I spent a little time on it, but 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It says, no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. If a man build on that foundation gold, silver, and precious stone, wood, hay, and stubbles, every man's works will be made manifest by fire, for the day will declare it by fire of what sort it is. And if a man's works abide the fire, amen, he will receive a reward. But if it burns up, he will lose his reward, yet he himself will be saved, yet as by fire. And see, the thing is, I don't think we've really thought a whole lot about it. But when Jesus comes in Revelation 22, he says he's coming back with his rewards with him. To give to every man according as his works. Gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. And I'm telling you, the only difference between a work that you do is your motive. Is it to get something or you give expecting nothing in return? It's one of those minds. You can do the same work, one's good, one's bad. But only him, only the Lord can discern the difference. Amen? So, you know, I know last week what I said was hard on me because I've been as guilty as anybody. It's, it's real easy to get caught up in the, all this stuff. But what does their opinions really matter? His opinion is the only thing that matters. And so let's get through this year, you know, with grace.